Well, 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 Blue Cantrell, aren't we just back with another episode? Mm-mm-mm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. This is my second time recording this episode for you hoes. And honestly, I won't go do it, but you know what? I said, let's give it the good old college try because goddammit, it, it's Monday. And every time I turn around, it's motherfucking Monday. So welcome to an all new episode of the Seat at the Table podcast. Yay. Okay. So excited. So excited. So delighted to be here. Um, you can find us on all major streaming platforms because where else, bitch? Um, special shout out to you. That's right. You, the listener, because you guys made a seat at the table podcast, a very popular listen, according to Spotify's yearly wrap up. And did you guys really enjoy that Spotify yearly wrap up? You love seeing what you listen to. Some of you are weirdos. Some of the shit y'all listening to, I can see why y'all are trash because y'all listen to trash. But, um, okay, cool. You are the number one little Uzi Vert listener. That's great for you. Mm. Oh, God, y'all. Honestly, doing this again, just, okay, let's just keep going. So what's been going on with you? Um, I am here and queer and I ain't going nowhere. Um, so lots of things have been bubbling around us, bubbling around us and bubbling around us. Um, what's up with you? How you doing? How's everything hanging? How your mama doing? Yeah. Okay. You, you getting rest? You taking them vitamins? You ain't taking them damn nasty ass gummy vitamins, is you? Cause that ain't nothing but popping sugar, bitch. Oh, you is? Oh. Mm. Well, listen, at least you're doing something. So kudos to you. Um, Speaking of doing something and doing nothing at the same damn time, I'm here. Um, As we discussed a couple of weeks ago. Now, first of all, your girl is taking a mental health day, right? Because I need it. I, there's just so much. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but like... Man, I've been just been feeling really um, like I'm going in every direction. Like I am just, I'm here, I'm there. And I really, every day seems to be morphing into the next. And every day seems to be like Groundhog's Day. Like I get up, I do the same thing. I eat the same thing. I go to work, the same fucking place. I come home and I just repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And girl, mother is tired of it, okay? It, it isn't giving what it's supposed to give. But listen, I've seen a lot of you guys telling the Lord Jesus that you would like to not be one of his strong soldiers for 2023. Good luck with that. Because, you know, the things that you, you just got to be really intentional about what you ask for. Because if you ask for for love, he's going to give you a reason to be more loving. If you ask for success, he's going to give you a reason to work at being more successful. You know what I mean? So you got to be very intentional about what it is that you're asking for. Because, <laughs> baby, I think that I've been asking for stuff, but I, I maybe I need to reshape. I need to rework, reword, if you will, you know, and I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing like, um, 
the 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 finger things like you know i'm letting my, i'm letting my fingers talk right now because I, I i really feel like what i need to do is really just uh, um is really just kind of rethink <laughs> what what it is that i'm asking for because things are showing up that i feel like Yes, I asked to not be lonely, but I also did not ask for these individuals, God. Okay. Let's just step right into my mess then, why don't we? So I'm always one to come in and talk about a scarcity mentality and how you shouldn't be ruled by a scarcity mentality. And can I tell y'all that I have been letting a scarcity mentality get to me? Yes. So you ever been talking to someone and you know, you know, you already know. Like, yeah, me and this person, we not going to jail. Like, this is this is not it. But, you know, there you are looking at that amber light and just going straight through it, you know? Because you're figuring to yourself, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm being too picky. Maybe I'm being too selective. Maybe I'm being too hard on this person. Maybe I'm not being, um, you know, maybe I'm not being gracious enough. But honestly, scarcity mentality will keep you from getting the things in life that you truly deserve. You know, like I know so many people who think that they are in great relationships, but really can't stand their partner. They can't stand their partner's lack of motivation. They can't stand their partner's lack of drive. They can't stand little tiddlywink uh, issues about their partner, but they just say to themselves like, oh my God, no, that's, that's just me. I'm just being picky or whatever the case is. It's not just you. You don't like this person. You're, you're not beat to be with this person. Am I tripping? I might be tripping. Okay, whatever. Listen, all I know is don't let a scarcity mentality rule you. There is enough everything out there for all of us. There's enough love. There's enough money. There's enough abundance. There's enough wealth. There's enough health. There's enough all of it for us. So don't don't let the idea that there isn't enough for you rule you. Because that's just not the truth. Oh my goodness, you guys. So as I told you a couple weeks ago at the on the episode Panic at the Pizza Party, um, um my job has decided to close its doors after a short stint of only two years, which honestly I have worked in retail for well over 20 years and I've never seen a demise come this fast but needless to say here we are so just working out my last couple of days um on the slave ship until I don't know I don't know what's next for your girl um hopefully you'll see me at a theater near you (laughs) um but nonetheless um You know, one of the things that that situation has also taught me is, again, going back to scarcity. When you feel like you are not um, at a place that fits you, because when you are in a place that, um, when you are in a place that is meant for you, you're going to thrive. You're going to grow. You're going to be at your best. But when you are at a place that is not, you know, if you're in, if you're a plant that's in the wrong pot, you're not going to grow. 
And it doesn't matter how fancy the pot is. It doesn't matter what the situation surrounding the pot is. It's you. So hopefully you guys are heeding the warning that, you know, there isn't enough material things. There isn't enough anything that's going to make a situation where you are not meant to be in work. It won't. It, it won't. Listen, the weapons formed against me shall, they are prospering, bitch. But, but, but you know what? Um, I think that the best thing about uh, this life and this journey is recognizing when you are going from glory to glory and you're moving from one situation to the next, um, that when a situation is ending, yes, you're going to mourn over it and it's going to be, you know, a sad loss, especially if you don't know what you're moving on to. But the best part is knowing that you are never going to be taken from one situation to the next where it's going to be bad for you or it's going to be somewhere that you're not meant to be. I trust that God and the universe are always leading me to what is supposed to be my my next chapter that is going to bring the best out of me. So looking forward to that. Did I tell you guys that I'm taking a smoke break? And not like a I'm going to smoke, but I mean like I'm taking a break from smoking. Um uh yeah, so the reason why I have decided to do that is that um you know, I started to hear some information regarding um just some weed that's out there and um the the negativity towards it so in the past week um in New York City they found that 40% of cannabis products purchased from New York City um smoke shops were said to have E. coli, lead, and salmonella, according to a report commissioned by the New York Medical Cannabis Industry Association. So that on top of the fact that I have not been feeling well, there's definitely been something going around. So I caught a little case of the flus last week and um now have you guys had your flu shot now most of you are probably at the age where you're like i'm not taking no flu shot like i'm good that's for old people the lies you tell now uh if you have not been watching the news which a lot of you only get your news from instagram so you know but uh the news has really been ramped up regarding rsv which is a respiratory illness that has been taking over the Northeast and really has been stricken um, children. So a lot of hospitals in the Northeast are saying that they don't even have beds because of this RSV. Okay, so the RSV is out there. The girls are getting it. Some of the older dolls are getting it too. And it is actually um, said to be turning into pneumonia for quite a bit of people. So please stay safe. Get a flu shot. Still wear your mask. 
And if you're sick, try to stay away from people if you can. If the means exist that you can stay home and nurse yourself back to health, try to do that because it's definitely, um, it's that time of year. But at any rate, I, um, I'm definitely going to try to get a flu shot in the next couple of days because uh, I don't want my little bambina to, to be sick out here. Um, beyond that, what else is going on in the world? So much to discuss. So how are you? Yeah, you still at that job? You love it? Oh, you got a new job. That's fantastic. Good, good on you. Um. And for those of you who have gotten new jobs, congratulations. There is so many jobs out there right now. Hopefully you're finding ones that, um, because a lot of these motherfuckers do not want to pay the girls. What is up with that? What's up with these people not wanting to pay? Like if the average New Yorker who is single needs to make $150,000 to be able to afford their life in New York and you motherfuckers are paying $50,000, the math isn't mathing. The math isn't mathing. You know what I mean? I don't want to be 40 with a fucking roommate. Like, fuck yourself. No, forget that. Like, uh-uh. But that's the life you live here in New York. That's the life that many of us are living I have a roommate. She's not, she's nine months and she's a perfect roommate. I love her. Um, she doesn't pay any bills, but she's fun. Um, so, okay. Are you ready to get into the mess? So let's start with the fact that, um, where do we start? Y'all want to start with TJ Holmes and Amy Roebuck? Okay, well, let's go ahead and go there. So if you, I, my morning show, now some of you girls are CBS in the morning girls. Some of you girls are, um, you know, today, today, New York girls, NBC. I am a good morning America girl. So for years, I have been watching Sir TJ Holmes and, um, I have been watching A.B. Roebuck and the girls really just give it up for us in the morning, right? Well, turns out that they have been giving it up for each other. (sighs) You know, the only thing I can say about this is part of me feels like, um, part of me feels like I'm not surprised that these two would have been, um, would be, um, you know, messing around because let's face it, a lot of affairs that happen between people happen because of work, right? Like a lot of people meet each other and, um, get to, you know, get to making it make, make it do what it do because, you know, you're at work with people and y'all spend a lot of time. And next thing you know, you calling somebody your work husband and your work wife, honey, but you got a real wife and a real husband at home. Okay. Now 
One of the things that has been scraping my chalkboard is the strong black woman scenario. So just recently in my own life, I had someone try to G-check me and tell me I need to be a strong black woman. Go fuck yourself. I hate nothing more than when a man, specifically a black man, feels like he needs to tell me that I'm a strong black woman or I need to act in the vein of being a strong black woman, quote unquote. What the fuck do you know about it? What do you know about it? Nothing. So don't talk to me about being a strong black woman until you've had to saddle up and put your titties in a harness and be a strong black woman, your goddamn self. Okay? But let's get back to TJ Holmes and his white woman. So um I think what's what the part about now the, the part about them having this illicit affair with each other, whilst they both be married with kids, is not it's not amazing to me. I think the part that really grinded my gears was when I read this 10-year post that TJ did. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I will read some. The post was from TJ to his wife. And here is, now here's some gaslighting for your ass. Um, TJ says uh, in a 10-year challenge post, that despite his best efforts, I'm, I'm going to read it. Despite my best efforts, she remained married to me for the past 10 years. That's not hyperbole. I'm not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door. But instead, with her built-in black woman superpower, ugh, she showed a grace and a patience that's incomprehensible. He went on to say, I should consider myself lucky. She puts up with me for another 10 days. I'd be grateful. She even gave me a spare 10 minutes of her time. I should consider myself blessed. Um, oh my God. You know, I feel like sometimes people bring that strong black woman narrative so that when they hurt you, or when they see that you're hurt, they can disregard it because they can say, oh, well, you're a strong black woman. You'll get over it. You'll be fine. Right? You know, like that whole thing. Because black women have no choice, but I'm not a fucking Nerf ball. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that resilient. You know, like that's the shit that like really butters my biscuit. Like, why the fuck do I have to be the strong black woman? Why you can't be the strong black man? And you the fuck get over it. And you be better. Why do I have to be better? Eh? Well, listen, prayers to all parties involved. Um, there was some real raunch pictures out there of him grabbing her ass and all kind of other weird shit happening. I don't know, but... Um, the girls were saying it was giving ghost to Angela. I, I, listen, I don't know about any of it. What I do know is, um, I don't know. They also said that, uh, TJ actually had an affair with a, a Good Morning America producer who Amy was also friends with before he had the affair with Amy. Girl, it's so messy. It's so messy. I, I really hope and pray for prayers to all parties involved. I'm still watching Good Morning America. 
I hope that those two, um, yeah, I don't know. Prayers to all parties involved. That's all I can say. But girl, watch a man at work. Watch your man at work. Watch your wife at work. Because work is where it seems to be. Work is really where it goes down, huh? Work is the new DMs. Pitch. Ooh, chow. All right. So next, um, let's get into um, who should we discuss next? You want to do Kanye or you want to do, let's do Kanye because I'm having a hard time. Like, you know, I don't know what to say. I think it's really just a, a crazy world we live in when um, his behavior can make you more sympathetic of Kim Kardashian more so than anything else. That's the thing. To, like, I am so sympathetic to her right now. Kanye recently came out and said that Kim slept with married basketball player Chris Paul. Y'all. And it was just so random. It was so, it was, the whole thing was just super random. Kanye said, and I quote, let's break one last window before we get out of here. I caught this guy, meaning Chris Paul, with Kim. Okay, good night. You don't, you don't, first of all, you don't blow something like that up and then say, okay, good night. The only ring that Chris Paul has is his wedding ring. And you trying to get that taken away from him too. It's nasty. It's nasty work out here. What? Now, whether or not you believe that Kim actually slept with Chris Paul is moot. I think the thing that is, um, I think the thing that is most jarring about it is that um, Kanye continues to have a platform to discuss um, to discuss his idiosyncrasies. I just think that is kind of wild. I don't know. I, I, I hope that um, eventually that he is able to get the help that he needs. He also went into this rant about um, Elon Musk not being uh, being partly Asian and questioning the the racial makeup of Obama, President, former President Obama. I'm just I'm sick of Kanye and the fact that he continues to have a platform to I don't know I don't want to say misbehave. Um, but something, I, I just feel like there's something there that's weird and it's not just, um, uh, he is, you know, dealing with some mental instability. I feel like it's more than that. Like this, there's a level of destructive behavior that exists here that I don't know that I've ever seen before in, in a, in a human being. Like, it's, it's kind of wild to me. 
Like, I want somebody to throw a drink on him the way Mia threw that drink on Wendy. Are y'all watching this season of Potomac? Is it giving or what? I just love Karen Huger, the grand dame. Sharice, why did y'all bring Sharice back? Sharice makes me so irritated. Because, like, she's got a grandeurness that she wants to say about herself that it doesn't give. It doesn't give grand, Sharice. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm sorry, sister. It doesn't give grand. I like I like it this season. I like it. I do. Not going to lie. Um, okay. So, congratulations are in order for our good girlfriend, the one and only Kiki Palmer. Yes, congratulations goes out to Kiki Palmer who announced her pregnancy on this week's episode of Saturday Night Live. Now, Kiki Palmer was the guest host with musical guest SZA who will be dropping an album on December 9th. We're super excited about that. But yes, Kiki announced her pregnancy on this week's past episode of Saturday Night Live. Kiki is expecting a baby with her boyfriend, Darius Dalton Jackson. If you are following her on social, you know that Darius is the brother of Saranus Jackson former co-star of the popular HBO hit Insecure. Serrano's played Dro. Congratulations to her and to her family. I love Kiki Palmer, so this was definitely um, just great news, right? Didn't you feel like, oh, great family news. Good for her. Um, Yeah. Would love to see it. Now, there is no news on when exactly Kiki will be delivering our niece or nephew, but prayers up to the entire family. And I hope that, um, I hope that everything works out for her, you know? Um, so the last time we talked, we talked a little bit about the untimely demise of, um, Migos rapper Takeoff. Well, there has been an arrest in his shooting. Houston police announced that they made an arrest in the shooting of, um, of Takeoff. They arrested Patrick Xavier Clark, 33, and charged him with murder. And Cameron Joshua, 22, was charged with unlawful carrying of a weapon. So it looks like um, the Houston Police Department is doing all that they need to do to bring this case to justice. Um, I still cannot believe that takeoff is um is uh no longer with us but you know definitely praying for his family and um his fellow migos um mates um you girls were really going in on Cardi B for performing in somebody's backyard at Art Basel this weekend y'all are rude 
it was a million dollars, bitch, I'd pop a pussy on a handstand in somebody's fucking backyard, in your kitchen, in your living room for a million dollars. I sure will. Um, so, all right, let's get into oopsie whoopsie bootsie and, um, and Gabrielle Union. Now, first of all, Gabrielle Union, um, was interviewed by Jamel Hill and, I guess she was asked about um, Lil Bootsy making comments about stepdaughter Zaya Wade and um, and Gabrielle, rightfully so, definitely responded with a little bit of hate. Like um, she basically said that she doesn't know what his preoccupation with this child who is not his is. I also don't understand the preoccupation of many of you, not just Bootsy, but many of you um, regarding what the Wade family chooses or have chosen um, to support their their daughter. Um, but in a recent interview with Jamel Hill, Gabby basically can be heard saying that, um, you know, Bootsy perhaps has a little bit too much preoccupying with dicks. Well, of course, you know that Bootsy was not going to let that pass and chose to respond in his own little way. And let me read it. Grammar mistakes and all. L-O-L. The whole world know I love women and the world know your husband love dick. I hope you don't think blacks look at y'all like a power couple. They don't. I had refused to talk about y'all in interviews and here, H-E-A-R, you go. Go bang him with that dildo and wait on a script, you little white girl. I just read it exactly how it was. I just, I know. Thank you. My acting skills are bar none really good. Uh, I think it's really, um, number one. I kind of wish that Jamel Hill did not ask Gabby about this because I really don't even want to give Bootsy a platform to be able to spew his hate anymore. While he has a right to an opinion regarding anything that is made public and the fact that the family has chosen um, to live their life so publicly, um, even even this sector of their life, you know, I do understand that that makes grist for the mill, if you will. Um, sometimes I wish that more celebrities would take the Beyonce approach. Don't talk to us. Don't talk to us. Don't. Don't talk to us. Don't tell us your business. Just go live your life. I miss the days of Word up magazines and write on magazines and having to infer what your favorite celebrities were doing because you didn't really know anything about their personal life. The only thing you knew was whatever they would tell you. You didn't know shit else. And I hate that we live in this world where this their lives and a lot of this is their own fault. Their lives are such public fodder. And... um. You know, that bothers me, especially when it's not the celebrity themselves, but families of 
the family, the extended family of the celebrity. Like, I don't think we need to know about Zaya's life. Now, if that's what she chooses and she wants to share, I think the issue with that becomes that in that choice, you're going to get the yin and the yang. You're going to get people who are super excited and support you. And you're going to get people who are very low vibrational and don't want to support you and want to disrespect you and want to use this as an opportunity to spew hate. I think that um, what Zaya Wade is doing in her life is her business. Um, and no one else's. It is her and her parents' business, literally, and no one else's. When I see her on Instagram, I think, oh my God, what a fucking strikingly gorgeous girl. And I hope she's happy. You know, that's that's the only thing I could think is I hope she's happy. Because whether or not she chooses to live her life any con- particular way, it doesn't change much for me. It's, it's not my life. The choices that I make for my life are what matters. But the choices that she makes for her life, the fuck that got to do with me? In the same vein of what that got to do with you, little boozy? And the whole thing of calling Gabrielle a white girl, what? Like, that's so antiquated. Now, here is the one thing that I will say in response to Gabby is that I hate when specifically black women um want to pull the gay card or the insinuation that a man could be gay um out of anger you know i don't like that either because i think that that only goes to perpetuate the same things that you're trying to fight against you're trying to fight against um the low vibration of people discussing sexuality and gender in a way that is used to be hurtful to someone. And I just think that, um, I didn't necessarily like that Gabby pulled the whole, like, Oh, he's so preoccupied with dicks. Honestly, I wish you would have taken a classier approach of just being like, you know what? I don't know that man. I don't want to know that man. I'm not interested in his opinion. Um, God bless him for having one. And, you know, once he figures out what is the right right way for him to raise his kids and maybe not getting prostitutes to suck his 12-year-old off, I, I you know, he could come talk to me about being a good parent. Till then, I think that child services should be looking for him. Period. End of story. Done. But when she started to like, oh, well, he's preoccupied with dick, so maybe he needs to check himself. I was like, oh, man, wish she didn't go there. And, you know, what's also jarring to me is the amount of black women that are in support of Boosie and his low vibration context. Y'all, that hurt me. That hurt me. That hurt me a lot because I just feel like, Black black girls, y'all really, y'all hate, y'all hate to see Zaya happy so much that like y'all are going to side with Boosie? Oh no, I don't like it for us. I don't like it for us at all. It isn't giving y'all. 
is not giving. It's giving, it's giving very, very, very low vibrations. Very low vibrations. Let me ask y'all a question. Jay-Z just celebrated his 53rd birthday. Would you still consider him a uh, 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 um, relevant rapper? Just a question. Would you consider Jay-Z to be a relevant rapper at 53? I think I do. I think I do. I think, um, you know, I'm also a woman of a certain age who grew up listening to Jay-Z. So for me, um, you know, I'm not so much concerned about his age per se, um, but more concerned with his connection to like the streets. Is he still relevant out here? And a lot of you girls are saying he's not. Oh, okay. Y'all into that drill shit? Because these bitches is up here killing each other over drill. And I don't even know, like, for what? Because to me, this shit sounds like nursery rhymes. It doesn't sound like shit that people should be killing each other over. It's weird to me that y'all are, like, literally killing each other over this shit. Um, rest in peace goes out to dance hall singer Adonia's nine-year-old son, um, apparently, um, so, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, um, apparently, uh, the singer's nine-year-old son recently passed away. So just, uh, sending prayers up to him and his family, um, and, you know, it's always hard when when you lose a child. I don't think that a parent should ever have to bury a child. You know, it just feels that's always like a thing of like it feels wrong. Um, probably just as wrong as um, just as wrong as um Portia wearing those boots singing the national anthem. Um, I love you, Portia, but girl, y'all really got Portia out here singing the national anthem? Because that's... Ooh. Okay, let's move on. Um, so, last but certainly not least, um, let's get into the fact that the girls are definitely coming for, uh, Khloe Kardashian. <sighs> so did y'all go, are any of y'all, is Art Basel even a thing anymore? Like, because it was Art Basel this weekend, this past weekend in Miami. And, um, you know, um, so it was Art Basel in Miami and um, the girls were there. 
including Kim and Chloe. And someone posted a um, image of uh, Chloe calling her an ethnic goddess. <sighs> you know, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say anymore because y'all just, I swear to God, y'all just, it's anything with y'all. It really is. Ethnic goddess. All right, let's take a break and come back and set the table because we're not even going to get into J-Lo singing the Whitney Houston tribute at the Grammys. We're not. Because y'all keep calling J-Lo to sing these tributes at the Grammys and it's not giving what it's supposed to have gave. Now, I don't know why y'all trying to set my girl Jenny from the block up because I love Jennifer. Whitney Houston tribute? Girl, all right. Unless she gonna wear them boots that Portia had on, I don't want to hear it. Let's take a break and come back. And we are back to set the table. So earlier you heard me talking about scarcity mentality and how I felt like it was ruling the idea of even me finding a romantic partner. So my true tea is that instead of me being satisfied with being fulfilled by the life that I have right now, being fulfilled by the love, because I do have love surrounding me right now, even if it is an amorous love. I do have a lot of love surrounding me right now. So why is that not enough? Why is it that we let the pursuit of amorous love put us in situations where we are compromising our values and the best parts of us just to say that we have someone around. When you really, in actuality, when you take a stab at it, you actually don't even have that person around. So from my own personal experience, I've been finding lately that what I have been pouring into in terms of trying to find an amorous relationship is pouring into someone who A, isn't equally yoked with me, B, doesn't fulfill my desires both mentally and physically, and doesn't really challenge me the way that I would want to be challenged in order for me to grow as a person. So why am I making this investment into this relationship that isn't even a thing? Well, if I have to be honest, part of me feels like it's because I'm a woman of a certain age and I'm a single mom and you know, maybe I'm not the best out there right now. So I just have to settle for what I can get, even if it's the scraps from the table. But that's not true. You never have to settle. You never have to put yourself in a situation where you are compromising even who you are, because the idea of that is that you'll end up being resentful, not just of the relationship, whether or not it becomes a relationship, but you'll also become resentful of the person that you're with. You really want them to show up for you in a particular way. You really desire them to be a particular person in your life that they aren't able to be. But yet and still, you're still pursuing the active, the action of a relationship with this person. Why? Well, scarcity isn't new when it comes to love. And the idea that um, the idea that there isn't enough love out there for you is far-fetched. 
I mean, hello, haven't you heard that there's plenty of fish in the sea? We've all heard that euphemism, but for the most part, that's all it's ever been is a euphemism. You ever found someone who always has a partner around? Like I have a friend, she always is dating someone, always. And I don't say that in a negative way. What I realize about this person is, is that her mindset never keeps her from thinking that there isn't more fish in the sea, so to speak. And I'm putting up my air quote signs. There are more fish in the sea. There is somebody that's out there that's meant for you. So there's no way to really know for sure if there are plenty more fish in the sea and if there's going to be someone who's your perfect mate. But if your mindset is that there isn't, well, you can count on your net being pretty empty. See, the idea is that you have to be honest about your mindset when it comes to dating. See, there's a science behind scarcity, right? The whole idea is that if you believe that there is more, there will be more. See, the whole, how do I explain this? See, it's like if you've ever been impacted by poverty or not having enough resources, right? Sometimes the decisions that you'll make in light of that will be reflective of the fact that you just don't think that you'll have enough to make it. Well, scarcity, while circumventing the potential of the idea that there is more, can make you feel like, well, this is all that there is for me, so I better just go after it while I can. And nothing could be further from the truth. See, scarcity will make you stay places that aren't even meant for you. Scarcity will make you do things that you never really saw yourself doing, compromising yourself in a way that you never really meant to. Um... I think it's important for you to understand the idea that with the balance of scarcity, that there is abundance. Um, you have to be able to shift into an abundance mentality. Scarcity is that feeling that there's something in short supply. That there just isn't enough to go around for everybody. You'll never find your soulmate. You'll be hopeless. You'll never find that job. There's just not enough. But that's just not the truth. See, pity and attraction, they aren't soulmates. So when you pity yourself for feeling like there isn't enough for me, attraction is in the deficits for you. So you have to understand that pity and attraction don't go well together. They don't go hand in hand. Telling everyone around you how lonely you are and how you can never find the right person. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You got to get past that. Who wants to be with a sad and lonely sap anyway? See, hopelessness is negativity and no one's attracted to it. You aren't going to find your soulmate just emanating the low vibration of I am hopeless. So you got to shift into abundance.
See, an abundance mindset lets you know that there is enough for you in this life. There can be enough for you. Savor and enjoy the things that you have right now and be thankful for them because that is what attracts more of that. Each time you encounter someone who has a positive, who you have a positive relationship with, you got to stop and really appreciate that. And you can bring more of that into your life. See, there's more than enough love and happiness to go around. And when you feel positive and you feel happy and you feel hopeful, you feel filled with love and you attract more of that into your atmosphere. Is there anything more attractive than someone who is positive, someone who is hopeful? I don't think so. Now, I'm not saying that you should walk around blindly pretending that everything is okay when you don't feel that. I'm saying it's important for you to not hold on to the things that you're in deficit of, but to hold on to the things that you have. There's got to be one thing that you're hopeful about. Take that and multiply it. That's where you'll find the abundance. That's where you'll find the healing. That's where you'll find the gratefulness to attract more of that same high vibration into your life. So the next time you feel hopeless, the next time you feel like the loneliness is palpable and you could cut it with a plastic spork, dig into yourself and say, you know what? I'm actually happy because I have friends who love me. I have family who loves me and I don't need to settle. I don't need to settle for less. I don't need to settle for someone who doesn't fulfill me and fill my love tank. Get your love tank full, baby. And don't, don't you dare say to yourself that there isn't enough for you because there's always enough room for more love. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in. We'll be back with an all new episode soon. I love you guys. Peace.